Blue Wire. Hey, Fangirl Nation, you are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Fangirl Playbook on Blue Wire. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll. The same Stephanie McCarroll who today will be more wearing her Jaguars fangirl hat as NFL News is everything that's going on today. Of course, the coronavirus has pretty much shut down the world of sports everywhere but an NFL free agency. So much to talk about today, including what is being done about the coronavirus, major free agent trades, signings, all of the things. But first, probably the biggest news of today Tom Brady officially not going back to New England. Steph, I am surprised. I thought he was staying, but clearly I was quite wrong. Yeah, it was kind of like a wow, wow, wow. I mean, there's been so much, um, what do you say, like rumors surrounding whether or not he's going to return to New England. And I kind of, in the back of my mind, always thought, no, they'll work it out. They're going to find it. Because I can't imagine Tom Brady not being in a Patriots uniform. Like, I can't even envision it. I don't even know what to think, <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. with you. It's just like, it's almost like Joe Montana going to Kansas City. It's just weird. And it's just like a, it's like a weird uniform, even still seeing it to this day. It's just, it's weird to me. It's just something I have never seen. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where Tom Brady lands. Um, but, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, the Saints made it happen for Breeze. They did not let him leave, you know. And the Patriots, I think, are ready to move on, and they they respect him enough to let him do that. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see where he's going to go, but he definitely uh, is a big name that we're, we're looking for here to come up on our free agency Twitter. It sure has, and as long as we're on the subject of Brady, let's talk about where he might end up, and then a lot of kind of quarterback shuffles that are going on here. So it looks like the Panthers are very close to finalizing a deal with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I love Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. I love him as a quarterback. And so I think uh, that could end up being a really good fit for him and for Carolina. Um, and we'll talk more about Brady in a second. It looks like Philip Rivers will be going to the Colts. So that is an interesting one. We'll talk more about the Colts in a little bit because there was a pretty major trade yesterday uh, and they shored up their defense quite a bit there. Cam Newton has been given permission to seek a trade now that Teddy Bridgewater is coming to Carolina. So that one is a very interesting one. But as we look at all these different quarterback shuffles, where does Tom Brady end up? There have been a lot of you know places in the mix. I think the places people are talking about the most right now are the Chargers and the Buccaneers. To me, the Chargers don't make a lot of sense because I think Brady wants to go somewhere where he can win. He's going to be 43 at the start of the NFL season next year. So, and he's always said he's wanted to play to his play till he's 45. So if he has a couple years left. I think he wants to go someplace where he could potentially win now. You know, is that the Bucks? I think that's the Bucks, probably over the Chargers, but I don't know. Or it could be someplace else entirely. What do you think, Steph? Yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks are definitely a good uh, landing spot. They definitely want him badly enough. Um, you know, it really is going to come down to what Tom Brady values, and that's what's kind of cool about the situation. I do think LA would definitely want Tom Brady, just because they, you know, the Chargers. I should say, not just LA, but 
because they're kind of new, and I do think that Rams may also want Tom Brady, but it's too they're not going to be able to do that. Huh? So, <laughs> I said the Rams may also want Tom Brady, but that's not going to happen. So. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm meaning the Chargers because the LA, I know, I know. The, um, the Chargers they like they haven't really been able to take off in LA, LA yet because the Rams. You know, in my opinion, they had a little bit of history there, so they were more the popular team when it came to the NFL. So the Chargers need something to kind of, like, invigorate from a business standpoint the team. Tom Brady does that. So I I don't know. Like, I think that that's something that if I were the Chargers, I'd pursue, you know, pretty – you know, pretty strongly, but at the same time, it's it's what Tom Brady values. Does he really want to win? I mean, the Chargers weren't that far off. You know, not this year, but the last two years. You know, they they went all the way to the championship, so they weren't that far off. I know there's a lot of things that have changed, but they have a lot of good pieces in place. Um, so it really, you know, I don't think it's out of the question to see that. To, if he were to land there, but my first pick is definitely Tampa Bay. You know where he actually, I think, would also be a good fit. I don't think this is going to happen, but I actually think he'd also be a really good fit in Chicago because that's another. There, there's a team that, in my humble fangirl opinion, is a quarterback away from a Super Bowl, yeah. or could very well be a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. Of course, you know, so many factors go into that, but. You have a team where you saw last year the big hindrance was a quarterback. And as we talked about many times on this podcast, they spent so much time worrying about a kicker. They didn't focus on the other things that were going on. Now, they just got Robert Quinn. They just signed him, who came over from the Cowboys, which is a huge loss for the Cowboys, who've done a fair amount to shore up their offense. I mean, they have the they put the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. They signed Amari Cooper to a five-year deal. But they they wanted to keep Quinn, and that was an important part of their defense. So that yeah. just makes that Chicago Bears defense even better. Jimmy Graham is going over there. I don't know at this point in his career. He's certainly a talent, and he'll certainly do well. I don't know how big a deal that is. But what they haven't done is anything at quarterback. So, listen, Cam Newton could end up in Chicago. I just think if the Chicago Bears maybe weren't in Chicago, uh, I could very well see – Tom Brady ending up there, but it's, it's an interesting one. I don't know. To me, it's a little bit, maybe of a dark horse candidate, you know, we'll see yeah. what happens. I don't know that there's yeah. interest on either side, but there's a situation where I just feel like he could walk in and changes the entire dynamic of that team. That would definitely, so, it would make them go all in because they would kind of be in cap hell after that. But you know, if they wanted to go all in, I mean, that's the time to do it. So, you know, to just go for that Super Bowl, you know, so who knows? You know, that's that I hadn't thought of that. So I think that's actually a really good uh, theory there, Trace. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. If Tom Brady signs with the Bears, I just want to throw out that you heard it here first. I'm a football genius and clairvoyant. Thank you very much. If he doesn't, then, you know, I do know what I'm talking about. And I'm just making an educated guess. <laughs> um, so there's my thinking there. Now, of course, there's the big question. What are the New England Patriots going to do at quarterback? Because they need a quarterback. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know there's a, I, I, I don't know, but I think it's good. We're looking at a total rebuild, and I'm kind of excited about that to see who they're actually going to build around. Because I want to see, I, I, I think if anybody has the um, ability to do a total rebuild, it's 
Bill Belichick, you know, so I think it's going to be interesting to see him do it from the ground up like that and to see where he goes with it and what quarterback he chooses. Um, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. I don't, I, I just kind of in that wait and see because I feel like the Patriots, they do the exact opposite of whatever I think is going to happen. <laughs> that's well, I think that's, that's totally fair. And that seems to be the case. And there's been a lot of talk about Andy Dalton, our right. Patriots fan, Brianna, is very vocal. She is not interested in Andy Dalton being the Patriots quarterback. I don't know how much say or sway she has in this decision, but if she does, I will tell you, he will not be the quarterback there. But, you know, that was interesting when, you know, I understand why she doesn't want him there. It could be an interesting move. You put Andy Dalton there with Bill Bill Belichick. The thing is they're still, and you, as you said, they're going to, it's going to be a rebuild because they still, whoever's the quarterback, I'm going to try that sentence all over again. Whoever the quarterback <laughs> is, they still need to give him some weapons. They still right. have needs that need to be addressed around that offense and it can't all be the QB. But I think what will be interesting to see is this, does this become like a rebuild where they start with someone pretty new and experienced, whatever, or do they bring someone a little bit more of a veteran in that they think they can mold in their system and give them some weapons and see. I can't imagine Bill Belichick doesn't want to keep winning as well over the next few years. So we'll see how this um, all works out. Or maybe they just trade the entire Patriots team to the Bengals for the first round pick and draft Burrow. <laughs> they go from there. You never know. You never know. <laughs> it's very The Patriots have, have traded all men on their team to the Bengals <laughs> for the first round pick. They will be playing with the quarterback, and that's it next season. Um, so we'll see. This is going to be interesting. It's really – it's the end of an era, and it's the end of an era of both sides. It's an end of an era for Brady. He starts new, and it's the, an end of an, the end of an era for the Patriots. And yeah. we'll see how this goes. I mean, 20 years is a very long time for him to have been on that team and for him to be with the same coach. And It's for it any going- athlete. I mean, any athlete, you have to – you know, could get – I mean, Willie Mays, I think, made it – 20 years with the Giants to say, you know, any athlete in any sport, this is quite a shocker, you know, as far as like, you would think you would retire there after that a length amount of time. So it's just a lot of time. It is. It's a lot of time. And interesting that he's still going to play and has made the decision not to retire. I totally respect it. I understand it. It's just interesting to me. Like if it, if it were me and clearly it's not me and I'm not Tom Brady. And this problem is why I don't have six Super Bowl rings and haven't led my football team to six championships. But, you know, I would have probably retired after that last Super Bowl. Go out on top had been like, this is, you know, this is the pinnacle. Um, but he is a true competitor and he loves football and he feels he has more to prove. And I completely respect that. It's, you know, it's just that Michigan mentality stuff. It's the mentality yeah. of a Wolverine. You just, you just got to keep it. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so that's, that's the biggest news of the day. And that's the biggest news of free agency so far. And there's been some pretty big news in free agency. And maybe I'm wrong to even say it's the biggest. It's certainly um, among the biggest. But I, I think the Tom Brady watch was a, was a pretty big deal. So before we talk some coronavirus and what that has done to the sports world and the world at large, we are going to take a very quick break to hear from our sponsor. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. 
With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it, try Untuck It for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. All right, Steph. So up until yesterday, there was zero going on with sports because of what is going on with coronavirus all over the country and the world. We are certainly living in scary and unprecedented times. And I think, you know, the canceling of sports in a lot of ways drove it home. And I think what we're seeing, of course, is, you know, sports is a big deal and not having any sports is is bizarre. But when I say it drove it home, it just shows to me the seriousness of the situation because the decision to cancel the NBA season, to cancel March Madness, to cancel NHL, to postpone MLB, everything, MLS, just, I mean, that's a huge, huge financial decision and human life should 100% come before financial decisions. But knowing how much money is lost, I think it just kind of really showed the gravity of the situation. And we are definitely in very serious, scary times here. Yeah, 100%. I've said this for many years, but I always think that sports is a microcosm of what's going on in the bigger world. And to see Mm -hmm. like unprecedented shutdowns, I mean, we've never seen that happen. I mean, the NBA, and of course it was started with Rudy Gobert, you know, testing positive for COVID-19. And then, you know, and this was like, right before a game so you know that Mm -hmm. they're in each other in each other's face i mean close contact i mean it doesn't get any closer than that to be right up in the grill you know and Mm -hmm. how many people how many athletes um had been exposed before he even was symptomatic so it it, i think it really kind of showed like how easy this spreads and how how big of a deal it is and so first they had talked about just having the games playing with no fans but it's really that um, serious. I mean, it, it it transfers so quickly that it just it had to happen. And and you know you can't imagine all the players in the NBA getting it. But it was just a matter of time. I know Donovan Mitchell tested positive, and he's on the team. So it's just like, and these are big names. This is not a G League yeah. player that has COVID. You know, nineteen. This is these are big names. So that's not that anything's going to happen, but it, it's. The idea that it can transfer so easily and um, we we just want to slow it down at this point. You know, it's it's obviously here, but the, I love that sports is taking it so seriously and proactively because I think that that really, like you said, shed a light to the rest of the world. This has got to come first. And I think as soon as, really as soon as Gobert did test positive for it, there was no choice but to shut it down because you think of all the teams they played just in like the seven to 10 days before they knew he had it. So all the players that were players that were affected. And, you know, that's the thing with this is anybody can get it. And COVID-19 doesn't care how famous you are or how good a basketball player you are. It doesn't matter. Anybody can get it. And I think that that's really like made, you know, I think that's really driven at home. And I, I do commend the sports world for taking the appropriate measures because this is a big deal, and I'm going to take this moment to get on my soapbox and also say to people, stay home. And I think in a lot of cases now, people don't have the choice because 
they're now being forced to stay home with so many different things being closed and shut down. But it's not so much if you get it or your friend gets it and you guys are fine. It's spreading it unknowingly, spreading it to people who would not be fine to the more vulnerable populations and trying to slow down the spread of this disease. And that is really the important thing. So it's like thinking thinking beyond yourself and realizing, because I don't think anyone maliciously is saying, no, well, I can still go out. I'll be fine. I think it's like kind of not maybe understanding what that all means. Yeah. And I actually, Rudy Gobert is a perfect example. Here's someone who didn't know he had it yeah. and his teammate has it. Someone from another team has it. And the problem is, but listen, those guys will be fine and they're quarantined and that's great. But what we don't know is how many people were exposed to it. How many people are carrying it? How many people then, who are they seeing on the coaching staff, in the front office, in their families, in their friends that are more vulnerable? And that's the issue. So that exactly. is, that's, you know, that's, this, we're being on our soapbox here, but yeah. I think it is important and I'm okay with it. I will soapbox the hell out of this one because <laughs> it's really important to understand you know, what is going on and why we all need to be careful and do our part. And I'm going to soapbox it a little bit further. If you know somebody who is vulnerable, who needs your help going to the grocery stores, picking up medicine, you know, do what you can to help do it safely. Stay six feet away from everybody at every time, wear gloves, have hand sanitizer, everything, wash your hands. Uh, but I just think we all really need to do our part here and these are just kind of, it's just weird times. It does feel like we're living in a movie, but we're not living in a movie. It is real life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have to hand it to the athletes too, coming out, donating to the workers that are losing money during this season. I know the Golden State Warriors donated $1 million. I know, um, yeah, I know Kevin Love has been involved and Zion. So there's like all these players that are really stepping up. And, you know, even Steph Curry, I had I had heard the term social distancing, but I didn't really understand what that was. Steph Curry explained it to me. He was the first, not the government, not my state, not, you know, not my doctor. It was Steph Curry who taught me what social distancing was. And I just think that that's cool that they're being really proactive. And, you know, obviously that's, that it's just, it's good to see that they are, that they, not that they actually, but that they care so much that they're using their platforms in this way. Cause I think it's important right now and it's important for fangirl too. So I, I, I'm okay with the soapbox. <laughs> I think a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up how teams and players are stepping up and making sure that the workers and the, the arenas and that the people being suffered uh, will be compensated and paid accordingly, because that's so important because again, it's just, it, this is going to have long lasting, you know, um, ramifications. People, yeah. you know, as restaurants close and, you know, I saw something which I thought was a great idea that if you have a local restaurant, you know, as we try to support small business during this time in the ways that we can, if there's a local restaurant you love, if you're able to get a gift card to that restaurant, because it will help them stay afloat for the next couple of months. Uh, well, hopefully this will, you know, pass in that time. Uh, also ordering takeout or delivery from that restaurant if you can, but just trying to trying to support small business in any way we can while of course being safe, but it has really been great to see all of these organizations and these athletes step it up 
in that way. And, you know, I also would like to take a moment and commend Rudy Gobert because he got a lot of flack because he yeah. made fun of the virus when he didn't know, obviously he didn't know he had it and he was making fun of it and touched all those microphones. And I give him a lot of credit. He came out and said, you know, I apologize. I was wrong. This should be a lesson to everybody. He's donating money. He's giving money to, you know, the workers. I believe it's um, for the people working at the, the jazz in, the, in their arena right. that he is donating a, quite a fair amount of his personal money to make sure that those people are getting paid and will be okay. And, and I give him a lot of credit for that because not every, it was 100% the right thing to do, but not everybody always does that. And, you know, it's one thing to make a mistake. But when you can make a mistake and then you can apologize and learn from it, and hopefully other people can learn from it too, and then try to do something, I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I appreciated it too. I At first I was like, are you kidding me? You know, but then, you know, he came back. But I think it's just like a sign that, you know, the millennials don't really understand. I mean, they've never really had, have seen anything like this. So, you know, right. some of the older generations, I mean, we have and d different things. I mean, we saw 9-11. I mean, we saw, you know, certain things that were just devastating. So when you take in it to account that it's not just about you, you know, that right. you have to do as a community, we have to beat this together. It's not political. It is not, you know, some, you know, just to one, you know, demographic. It didn't it impacts us all as a community. So, you know, in our, in our, all of our communities. So anything you can do is the time, this is the time to do it. Like if it's just shopping for somebody, if it's making a donation, if it's, you know, staying in your house, that is mm -hmm. what we all have to do. It, it's as little and as big as we can do. We have to do what we can. Absolutely. And and remember, it's not funny. I have an anecdote. I did go to the grocery store the other day to get some food and supplies and I got some, you know, bottle of water. And this woman thought she was being funny and leaned over in my cart and grabbed one of my bottles of water. And she said, Ooh. can I take this? And she goes, oh, just kidding. And I was like, that's so not funny. So then I put my gloves on and go and like, basically was like, you need to throw this away yeah. <laughs> and got a new bottle of water. But like, it's not funny. Like, no. it's not, you know, the... The memes are fun. You know, the, the memes about working from home and this and that. Fine. We all have to laugh. I think I posted a meme in my story last night that was, if they run out of all the food, we're going to have to hunt for food and I don't even know where Doritos live. And that like made me laugh. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> but you know, generally this is not funny. And so let's not, let's not try to be jokesters at the grocery store. Respect well, yeah. being six it's about being smart about it. You know, that was, uh, yeah. So that was annoying. So this seems, it seems, it seems trivial, but, uh, we are still, there is still sports news happening. As we talked about Tom Brady, there've been a few other pretty major things that have gone on and Hey, it's possible. Some stuff has gone on while we've been recording this podcast. So if we missed it, we apologize in advance, but yesterday was also a huge day. It feels like so much happened this morning. Yeah, the draft. I kind of forgot about yesterday, but uh -huh. yesterday was pretty big. So we had... DeAndre Hopkins, or DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know why I said his name funny, DeAndre Hopkins being traded, or not being traded, yeah, being traded to the, um, oh my God, I was going to say the Bills, but that's Stephon Diggs. Uh, no, DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Cardinals. I'm, you guys, I'm losing my mind. It's really fine. So DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Cardinals, who just, who were already an up-and-coming team that were yeah. giving teams trouble, uh, and now Kyler Murray has Hopkins, and I mean, the NFC West, once again, is 
now like I think indisputably the best division in no, uh, I don't I don't know America. how you cover Hopkins and Fitz like that is like I'm yeah, like whoa like that's everybody's got in the NFC West at least had to up their game in the back you know so I'm just like what oh. are they gonna do I I don't know that to me is dangerous as can be and I can't believe it was for a second round pick <laughs> I cannot believe that. So that there's a two part of this I want to discuss. I want to discuss a that it was for a sep- second round pick, especially when you see what Minnesota got for Stefan Diggs. Right. Uh, so they got like they got so much more. Uh, so there's that part of it, and then the other part of it is the 49ers made a big trade that I'm kind of wondering if that was part of it, but we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, they got him for a second round pick, which is unbelievable. I don't know what Bill O'Brien is doing in in Houston. I mean, the cloud trade last year was kind of a mess. I don't know what is going on. This is probably why he shouldn't be in charge of making these decisions, but um, whatever, that's just, just an aside, but it's huge. And for your Jaguars now, they don't have to face Hopkins twice a year, which is good because the Jaguars are falling apart. I, I thought the Jaguars had made the silliest move getting rid of Campbell. And it's like, the Titans are like, hold my beer. The Texans are holding my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just like, hold my beer. Let's do it. So, I mean, the AFC South is like hilarious to me of what they're doing, the decisions that are being made. But hey, you know, as a Jaguars fan, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, not see him twice a year. And I, that was like my first thing. I was like, is he crazy? Because he's so tough. And and I've seen him so like play, and I'm like, man, he's so tough. I mean, I watch almost, you know, being in the same division, you just see it. But like, um, you know, I I have no idea what he's doing. I I can't believe it. I think I mean Hopkins to me is just is just top top top. So I I I, I can't believe he didn't get a first for him. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm sure Deshaun Watson, as you all know, my love, my ma'am, Deshaun, is probably real unhappy right now because he had a great chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins. And so yeah. he must be like, what in the actual bleep? This <laughs> <Yeah>. family fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, but I, that is it's quite the move. But so now Hopkins is in the NFC West. So the 49ers made a Pretty shocking trade, I think, yesterday. So they signed Eric Armstead to a five-year deal, and they signed Jimmy Ward to a three-year extension. These were great things they did. But shockingly traded DeForest Buckner, who's been one of the best players on that team for years, who's been a real stalwart on that line, who's really one of the elite players at his position on the defensive line, to the Colts. Now, they get a first-round pick. So that puts them now, they have two first round picks now. They'll have number 13 and number 31. Personally, I would not be surprised if they end up trading that 31st pick for more, but they have that. And I wonder a little bit, and I this is total speculation, but by having the 13th pick, I, it creates uh, the ability to address some needs that the 49ers do have. Wide receiver, this is a very solid wide receiver class. So they could get someone great at 13. It gives them money, though, to address wide receiver. So between the draft and free agency, it gives them money to address wide receiver, corner, and the offensive line. And they do need to address corner because yeah. Richard Sherman isn't going to play forever. Uh, you know, between Akella Witherspoon and Manuel Mosley, Mosley did a yeoman's job for a, a lot of the 
season, and I commend him for that. Akella Witherspoon's been very up and down. But I wonder, and I'm sure that this trade was in the works before this, but I do wonder, now that they have DeAndre Hopkins, was there a decision that we got to address corner? That's what we have to do because we are now going to play the Cardinals twice a year and have to, as you said, defend him and Larry Fitzgerald, who doesn't seem to be showing any signs of slowing down. Right. So I wonder, you know, you know, I don't know if that played into or not, but I I would imagine it had, again, I know this trade was probably very much in the works before that, but it's just kind of interesting to think about because all of a sudden that became the priority. And, you know, this is the tough part of the NFL. You can't pay everyone no. and you can't keep everyone. You know, you look at baseball and you have the Dodgers who have like over $200 million uh, in salary. And I think the Orioles are like 40 million in salary. And I am a Dodgers fan. So I'm think that's great, but we're not playing. This is not major league baseball. It's different. So it becomes difficult, but I think that was a huge, it was a huge shock. But as I sat back and thought about it, I do understand. And I do think it makes sense. Uh, We'll kind of see what happens along that line, but this is, this is the tough part. And the other thing that's tough is the 49ers were a really special team last year. And I think they will continue to be a special team and they will continue to be a really good team. But I think what was one of the things that was most unfortunate about that Super Bowl loss is you're never going to be able to recreate kind of that uniqueness that they had last season. That doesn't mean they won't go on to win a Super Bowl next season or the following season, but there was a uniqueness to that team that probably won't be recreated. And then you do start to lose pieces of it. And that was a pretty big piece to lose. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, they retained 10 out of the 11 defensive players you know so you have to give them props for that that's that's you know but like you said you cannot keep every single one I you know I'm a big salary type you know I I follow that stuff and I didn't think that they were going to be able to keep Buckner for that reason and I think they came to that conclusion not that they didn't love him and didn't want to keep him but they knew that, that it just wasn't possible with Kittle coming up and every you know so it's like this it's it's basically a balancing act so they basically said okay we're gonna lose him either way let's get something for him and I think it was actually something smart and some you know somebody very good and 13 is nothing to like you know to get two picks in the first round is nothing to scoff at and yes it's tough but they also save that that cap space and I, I actually, I praise the move. I don't, it, it's, I like obviously Buckner a lot. And I think he's awesome person in real life. Like he's the nicest guy ever. Yes, but like, I get it. Like I totally get it. And, um, you know, what they're trying to do is win Super Bowls. And that, yeah. you know, that's what they're trying to do. And it's, it's really not personal at that point. It's just, They've got to keep moving on. The beat goes on. And that's, it's the bad part about football because you get so close to these players. But it's, mm-hmm. I, think, I think 49ers are, you know, making the right choice here. 100%. I, uh, 100%. I was, um, I support the move too, as hard as it is, but, you know, it is what you have to do. And having that 13th pick, you're right. It's nothing to scoff at. That's a, it's a good pick, especially for what they need, especially with this particular draft class and where the strengths are and where those strengths line up with their needs. And it also, I think, gives the ability that they do need picks. They do not have a ton of picks in this draft generally, 
So by having the 13th pick, all of a sudden that 31st pick, you know, becomes a commodity that they can trade for more picks later in the draft. So yeah. will 100%. be interesting to see. 100%. And speaking of the draft, the NFL has announced it will take place the 23rd to the 25th, but with no public events in Las Vegas and that they will be modifying the format. So we will keep an eye on that, you know, to see how that goes. Off-season programs will not start as planned April 6th and April 20th. It was April 6th for teams with uh, new head coaches, April 20th for all others. So they'll be keeping an eye on that, on how they're going to proceed moving forward again, due to coronavirus. Uh, we have, you know, lots to watch in the coming weeks and months to see what happens. I do believe everything will come back. It, we will bounce back from this, uh, not just in sports, but generally we will bounce back from this, but it's going to take time and everybody doing their part. So there's my soapbox again, but also <laughs> my attempt at saying it's very difficult and these are very difficult times, but try not to panic. Um, we will get through this, this too shall pass. It just, it's going to take time. It's definitely going to take time. So in the meantime, um, stay home, wash your hands as Steph and I have talked about for a few weeks now, why this has taught everyone to wash their hands. I don't know, but let's we were, go we forward. ahead of the times, Tracy. <laughs> we really were. We've been talking about it for weeks and we were definitely ahead of the time. So Wash your hands. And then may I ask when the coronavirus, when all of this is passed, continue to wash your hands. I think it's a good idea. Let's keep that going um, as much as we can. And, you know, stay calm. Keep an eye on free agency. And, you know, we will we will talk to you next week. Um, you know, Steph, we have not done our fangirl says who's hot, who's not. But um, I'm going to this week, I'm going to switch it up and just do a who's not. I, I'm sorry, just do a who's hot. And I'm giving a who's hot to the world of sports for taking this seriously and for putting people's lives ahead of money and TV contracts and ticket sales and merch sales. And I am commending the sports world for that. I know that that is what everyone should do, but I know these were not easy decisions. I know how much went into it and I know how many people it affected. So I'm giving them a who's hot for that. Okay, so my who's hot is um, definitely, hands down, Steph Curry. Not only did he donate money um, and the Warriors to the Warriors uh, workers at work in Chase Center, and he's been posting and using his platform to educate the masses on what coronavirus is, but he also, um, which I love him and his wife, Aisha Curry, they are donating uh, meals to the kids who, when they go to school, they depend on two meals a day. And I, it, mm -hmm. it's something that I don't think people really understand how many kids are going to go hungry. And I just love that he's doing that for the city of Oakland. And um, I just, I think it's a really good spirit that he shows. And that's something we need to do. Um, my, who's not, I guess, is... Um, I would not do it who's not. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. We can make special dispensation. If you want to, you can. But if you, you don't have to. Okay. I was going to do, um, well, no, I didn't. Now I'm like, I lost my thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Who's not? <laughs> well, while you're thinking, if you think of it, I was going to add to my who's hot an addendum that I also want to commend all the players and organizations uh, that are, you know, donating and making sure 
that people are getting paid and fed. And was going to also say something that we can also do if you're able is to donate to a food bank and do a little research on your local food banks who's still providing meals to children and those in need. And yep. you can donate. Did, did you get your thought back? I'm sorry, I, Steph. I did. And it can be a joint uh, who's not hot and from Fit and Girl Sports. But it's the year 2020 is not hot for any of us in sports or in life in general. So uh, my 2020 is not my not who's not hot. You know what? I am with you on that. And LeBron tweeted last week, we're canceling games. We're canceling this and that. We need to cancel 2020. And I could <laughs> not agree with him more. So I think, I think that is a good one, Steph, and we will take the joint who's not. Um, with that, everybody, we are going to sign off. We will be back next week. Stay safe, wash your hands, practice social distancing. Um, and if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to tweet us. I'm at 49ers Fangirl. And I'm at Warriors FGSN and Jaguars FGSN. And you can also find us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And with that, we will talk to you next week. Steph, thank you very much for joining me today. Yes, and be safe, everyone. Bye.